Hello, listeners. Very fun, very exciting podcast for you guys today. This is the first in a brand new series. We'll talk about that in a minute. Meanwhile, this song is called The Color Violet by Tory Lanez. I'm going to let this rock, and then we'll get into it. I took my drugs and took my love and when I left out the spot, I left the party with the party marking X on the dot. She calls my phone up, but I told her I'm a loner. But she likes my watch and my drop top and my persona. We hit the highway 155 with my whole foot on the dash. She's in my ear, she's got no fear, she could care less if we crash. But on my radar, I've got some nerve to play hard. I waited for my chance, we'll play boys, we don't dance. That's my heart, speeding car, going 90 in the rain. She took my heart, love that song. One of my favorite songs right now, that is The Color Violet by Tory Lanez. Reminds me of like an 80s throwback or anything like mm. that. Al, do you like songs like that? Are you a big R&B guy? Yeah. Yeah? You mm-hmm. like Tory Lanez? Yeah. Even though he uh, allegedly shot Megan Thee Stallion in her foot. Do you remember that story? Yeah. I don't think that happened. No. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he shot her. Why would you shoot her at the height of your career? I ain't talking about that today. Welcome to episode 139 of the Blake Mayfield podcast. I'm your host, Blake Mayfield, and I'm here once again for the 80th time with one of my best friends, Alec White, straight across from me. Al, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm still still recovering from uh, that long trip I just had. but Disneyland, right? Yeah. For the sixth time this year already? This is the first. I ain't been since before COVID. Really? Yeah. It's been that long? 2019, yeah. Oh, you just had all those photos saved over the last couple of years that you would post. Yeah. Oh, so you're like the Instagram models. Yeah. <laughs> you just had all the photos saved from one trip. Okay, I didn't realize that. I, I thought you'd been there a bunch. Oh, uh, no. Okay, all right, fair enough. That makes sense, actually, because they shut down. And Okay, that makes sense. All right, well, I want to give a special shout-out and thank you to all the Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcast listeners. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. I appreciate you guys very much. also want to let you guys know that soon enough I'll have free podcast hats back in. I'm still waiting on a new logo and stuff like that and a new way just to to do it. They won't be embroidered like they were before, but we will figure it out. Either hats or T-shirts. I'm still actually trying to decide that as well. But free shit. How about that? Free shit for the podcast is coming soon. If you want some free stuff, just hit me up on Instagram at BlakeMayfield23, and I'll get one out to you ASAP. And last but not least, I want to give a special shout-out and thank you to our sponsor, Black Rose Coffee and Tea. And now, a word from them. This episode of the Blake Mayfield Podcast is brought to you by Black Rose Coffee and Tea. Are you starting a brand new diet and want something organic and delicious? Want to support a locally owned and operated family business? Have you ever tried peanut butter in your coffee? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should try out Black Rose Coffee and Tea. At Black Rose Coffee and Tea, you'll find all sorts of pairings you won't find anywhere else, such as the white chocolate and peanut butter blend called the Ecstasy, organic on-tap kombucha, and the chance to make your furry best friend Instagram famous through their at Dogs of Black Rose page. Visit Black Rose Coffee and Tea at 9539 Old Oregon Trail in Redding, California, open seven days a week. Bring the kids, dogs, or whoever you hold near and dear to you, and rethink the way you coffee today. Without further ado, man, let's get into it. So today, this is the first in a brand new series I wanted to do. So I couldn't come up with anything more original than NFL's greatest games. Basically, Al, these are the greatest games me and you have watched. Mm-hmm. Basically, over the last, what, 12 years, 15 yep. years, I don't know how long you've been watching. I really got in deep to the to the NFL after Colt Saints, 2009, mm-hmm. 2010 range. So that's when I really, you know, put my toes in the water and, and got into the NFL. There's been, I want to say... 
six or seven games that are absolutely all-timers, no question about it. Regular season, postseason, even a couple Super Bowls since we started watching. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of the old-timers, people like your dad, remember games, maybe like the um, uh, Dolphins-Chargers, the Kellen mm-hmm. Winslow, like four-touchdown game in Miami in the 80s. They remember stuff like the Immaculate Reception. Maybe that's a little before your dad's yeah. time. But games like that, we're not going to be discussing. We weren't alive. They were way before our time. We respect all those guys. We get it. Um, even teams like the 85 Bears, stuff like that. Yeah. It's just a little before our time. Just a little bit. It's not in our wheelhouse, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, even games like the first Patriots-Rams Super Bowl, where that's one of the greatest games. You know, Vinatieri hits the the kick. I think that was the one, or maybe that was Panthers-Patriots. Um, nonetheless, we're going to be discussing games over the last, like, 12 to 13 years. And for the listeners, this is how this is going to go. So we're going to do one of these a month. How I figure is that we're going to choose one game per month. We won't announce the games until we actually get to the episode itself. Today we're doing Bill's Chiefs, as you can tell by the title. But I want to do one game a month leading up to September, I believe it's the 8th, that the NFL kicks off this year with uh, the Rams are definitely going to host a regular season game to kick off the year because the Super Bowl champs always have a home game to kick the year off. So until September 8th, we are going to do one in April, one in May, one in June, one in July, one in August. One game a month. We're going to do a whole recap, a whole breakdown for you guys. Also, before we really get into it, no George today. No George today. You could tell the energy is a little, not off, but, you know, George isn't here for us to make fun of him and him to say dumb shit and whatnot. Uh, I, I do miss his camera, but shout out to George. I know he's going to be listening. He's stuck at work, so uh, mm-hmm. he had to pick up a shift because he had to come to the last podcast and record. So he's putting in work. I, I, I appreciate George. Shout out to him. But basically, Al, we're going to be doing one of these a month, and I think we have like three or four of the games decided already. I want to reveal them, but I'm not going to. They're basically going to be modern-day NFL greatest games. So whatever you guys can think of as far as some of the greatest games, obviously Bills and Chiefs is up there. We're probably going to be covering that over the course of the next few months. We might even bring in some special guests for a couple of the episodes, depending on their team, depending on the event. But nonetheless, we're going to be doing a whole breakdown of just the history beforehand, the history after, the narratives leading up to the game, you know, obviously the game breakdown. It's a really fun thing I wanted to do. It's something creative. It's basically like a rewatchable series. We're going to do a rewatchables on just our favorite games. So let's get into this, man. Buffalo Bills versus Kansas City Chiefs, divisional round 2021 NFL Mm. playoffs. This game took place on January 23rd, I want to say, of this year. It is the most recent game. And this whole thing, even though I feel like there was maybe one other game that could rival this. I do like the, um, which game was it? Uh, uh, Rams-Bucks. Mm. I think Rams-Bucks yeah, is one of the really greatest games. Because, yeah. I mean, just like playoff Lenny and then the big catch. But the whole game for Bill's Chiefs was absolutely amazing. So let's get into it. I don't know how to start this. I didn't want to have a script. I want to start off just the week leading up to this game. Very easy for us to remember. It's only a few months ago. There was a lot of chatter around, you know, is Josh Allen better than Pat Mahomes? Has he proven it this year? The Bills won, I think, what, 12-5, and 13-4, and mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, they were the number two seed in the AFC, I believe. Chiefs were number three. Number one seed was... Um, Tennessee Titans. That's right. <laughs> what a joke. <laughs> I can't fuck it. All right, anyway. Uh, so there was a lot of Josh Allen versus Pat Mahomes talk. You could tell it kind of pissed off Pat Mahomes a little bit. But after watching this game, because we're doing revisionist history, you told me, maybe it was even on this podcast a few months ago, Josh Allen is now the best quarterback in the NFL. Now, I still think it's Brady. I think it's more than fair to say it's Tom Brady. But if we go 1A, 1B, 
I think Josh Allen's right there as well. I've watched highlights of this game over and over, probably literally 15 times since the game occurred. In the middle of watching it, you knew it was one of the greatest games you ever saw. It just gave you those kind of goosebumps. It gave mm-hmm. you that feeling. Do you still think with Brady coming back, uh, I think Herbert's right there on the cusp. Mahomes is still Mahomes. Do you still feel confident in your Josh Allen being the best quarterback in the league take for this year? I feel 100% confident in it. I mean, just what he showed in that, not only that game, really all of last year. You saw the inconsistencies of Patrick Mahomes. Um, obviously, Brady was incredible all year. I mean, that's just Brady every year. But uh, Should have been MVP. He should have been, 100%. Yeah. Um, but with Josh Allen, I mean, you could, you see how well he throws the ball. I mean, I have honestly don't know if I've ever seen a cannon quite like his, as accurate and as far as he can throw it. Um, and also how well he runs the ball. I mean, he might be the most difficult to game plan against in the league. Um, and I think that's kind of what makes him the best in the NFL. Obviously, it helps he's got Stephon Diggs, who's – I mean, he didn't have an incredible year last year, but it's just, you know, Stephon Diggs, you know what you're getting out of him. Um, he's a receiver. Yeah, he's got some good weapons. The line's okay, but that, he has no running game. He's never had a running game, and, he, and they've still been this good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think especially this upcoming year, I think Josh Allen's really going to separate himself from the pack. So I was telling you pre-pod – and I know how you feel about first-round quarterbacks getting drafted. See Lamar in fantasy. See Lamar. Jeff. Thanks, Hal. Uh, Jesus Christ. I I'm very tempted to. I think I know better, but I'm really tempted to take Josh Allen in the first round. And here's why: he had the most fantasy points of anybody in fantasy last year. In any quarterback, Eckler. Uh, fucking Jonathan Taylor, anyone mm-hmm. you want to name, Kelsey, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Uh, you know, just, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Josh Allen had the most fantasy points of any player in the NFL last season. I believe that in a half PPR that we did, 337 points. Yeah. That's fucking insane for a quarterback. I don't know if I've ever seen that kind of total. Maybe Lamar's MVP year, but that's... Yeah, he's probably right around there that's that That's probably no, about that's, it. Yeah. And Josh Allen, I don't remember him having a ton of running touchdowns. But I remember the Bills-Buccaneer game in Week 14 where he had come back against Brady. Mm-hmm. That was absolutely insane, the game he had. And just watching some of these runs and some of the stuff that uh, Brian Dable. Yeah, my boy. <laughs> watching some of the stuff that Brian Dable does, or did, because now he's moved on, with Josh Allen, and this game in particular, and just all season long, is insane. I, I just, I don't know, man. I know you got to build the rest of your team out the right way, but like... We talk about Javante. We talk about mm-hmm. you know, Eckler. Yeah. Uh, Najee is right there in that conversation. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Even Let's throw Derrick Henry in there. He got yeah. hurt last yep. year, but we got to give him that respect. He was a monster before he got hurt. Christian McCaffrey. No. <laughs> Are, hold on. Are we still putting him in that conversation? Because I've seen a lot of the, the mock drafts I'm doing. He's still going round one. I think it's just the upside is so big. He hasn't played in two fucking years. But trust me, I know. I am well aware. Like, I know his 2019 was insane. I was only his third year in the league, but, like, that contract looks bad. He hasn't looked great. If he's healthy, he he scored fan, or over 20 fantasy points in 86% of his games. So if he's, well, he, every, like, over his career. In his career? Yeah, 86% of his games, he scored at least 20 fantasy points. That's nuts. Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's what's getting him picked in the first round. If he has another year this year, like, the last two years, then that, those days are done. He's done. Yeah. I still feel like uh, two years. It was one thing coming off the COVID year and he got hurt and whatever, yeah. but last year he didn't live up to the to the expectations, man. No. So I don't know how I feel about the McCaffrey thing in the first round, but I don't think it's that asinine to take a guy like Josh Allen first round. I don't. Here, here's my thing. Like, I, Josh Allen's incredible. I don't blame anybody for taking him wherever they take him. But th- this is just, like, my thinking. 
you can get Josh Allen in the first round, or you can get Tom Brady, Joe Burrow in the fourth or fifth round. Stafford. Stafford. Uh, we're any, any of those Jalen guys. Hurts. I mean, you can get a lot of those guys yeah. later. But if you take Josh Allen, then you're losing out on a guy like Austin Eckler. Would you rather have Austin Eckler or Miles Sanders? Mm. That's my thinking. Because mm. if you don't get one of those Austin Eckler type guys in the top four or five picks, um, then you're risking starting like Miles Sanders and David Montgomery. Right. Which, talk about inconsistent. Right. That's to a fucking T right You're there. not going to compete for a championship. No. Well, also, uh, let's talk about this, because I did write down everyone's, you know, how they strategize their draft. We were talking mm-hmm. about Byron beforehand. Shout out yeah. to him. Yep. He won our fantasy title last year. He took Josh Allen 13th overall. Yeah. S- uh, s- and we all, we all laughed at him when he did it, too. Yeah. We were like, Josh Allen, you're just a Bills fan, and he won the title. I think because of Josh Allen. Who was his running back? He took a running back in the first round. Joe, was it Joe Mixon? No, oh, he got Joe Mixon in the third that round. That was like the third or fourth round. Yeah. But everyone was, Aaron, was low on Mixon. Aaron Jones, maybe. That was his first-round draft pick? I think it was. I don't have the Yahoo app downloaded, so I can't tell you. But if you have it out, yeah, please pull I, it up. I can pull it up. Yeah. If he had Aaron Jones, Josh Allen, and Joe Mixon, that's nuts. Well, I, we, well he made a couple really good trades, too. That's who. That's who. Yeah, he went He went Aaron Jones, Josh Allen, Joe Mixon. His draft was not even that good. He just no. Dude, he made a lot of good trades. Mike Williams in the 12th round kind of helped him out. but. <laughs> That's a steal in the twelfth round. Yeah, How did is. no one pick him up in the? Wow. There's some guys that like I keep it to myself, but you guys talk so much shit about them, and I'm like, oh, I think it's pretty no, obvious why I talk shit about Mike Williams. Uh, yeah, but there's some guys that oh, duh, 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 and it's yeah, like, yeah. they're actually pretty fucking good, and I'm gonna keep that to myself because I don't understand the hate for some of these dudes. I'm sure I, I'm been wrong about some guys. I, there, who was I? Uh, there was someone last year I just was not high on at all. I think it was Joe Mixon. No, I liked Mixon. I oh. defended Mixon against you guys. And you guys told me until they made the fucking Super Bowl run that he was fucking sewer juice. And I'm like, dude, no, he's not. I think uh, the first round next year is going to be really interesting because a lot of those running backs are not going to take in the first round anymore. You're not going to take Aaron Jones in the first round. McCaffrey is probably a stretch to get picked in the first round. Yeah. He needs to Ze- stretch. That's what he needs to do to stop getting fucking hurt. Zeke, he ain't going first round. He's going first round. George, oh, depending a, on where George is picking, he might go in the look, first round. We talk a lot of Saquon, shit about Saquon. Saquon ain't going to he first ain't going round. first round. Chubb, he's going first round. Probably the back end. Back end. Yeah, but he's going first. He should go first round with mm-hmm. the Watson there. He's That's going true. first That's round. That's true. Yeah, you, you look at guys like Cooper Cup, Jefferson, Debo. Those guys could mm. easily be in the first round. Mm. Mm. See, you were laughing and said, "Dude, stop!" When I said I might take Cooper Cup first overall, why wouldn't I take a guy like Cooper Cup first overall? I just, I'd rather have a guy like Jonathan Taylor. If I have first overall, I mean, I'm taking the best running back. But Cooper, I just saw Cooper Cup have look, and that that is, I don't know if I'll ever live down the fact that I knew I had that guy on my board, and I still chose guys like CD over him. Guys mm-hmm. like that was the big one. I'm cool with Eckler and Najee. Uh, my third round pick was a uh, um, wasn't it Kyle Pitts? It was it was Kyle Pitts. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to go tight end high, and I thought he'd have a high value. He got a thousand yards, just not a lot of points. Um, but but not taking Cup and and thinking he'll be there in the fifth. And no one I should have taken him right there in the fourth and taken CD Lamb is just, ugh. um, I don't know, man. Also, guys like, and this is off the the Bills Chiefs thing, but guys like Debo Samuel. Yeah, where are they? I mean, D- first round. Yeah, he he's should going be. in the first round next year if he plays. He's sixty. He's gonna play. The so, Niners ain't giving him no money. The Niners are gonna give him money. Twenty five mil a year. They ain't, that's not that's not what they do. I think John Lynch will get. They gave fucking how much to fucking Garoppolo? Yeah, but that's a quarterback. But Debo's more valuable, and they see that. 
Yeah, but I mean, how often do you see guys like Debo get run into the ground after two years? Kittle doesn't catch a fucking football anymore. And Kittle's one of the best tight ends in football because it's blocking, but he doesn't catch footballs anymore. And he gets Ayuk, paid a lot of money. Who? Kittle. He gets paid a lot of money? A lot of money. Right around 16 a year, I think. To fucking block? That's just, I mean, that's a lot of money for what he does. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then Ayuk, Shanahan doesn't use him right. Mm-hmm. You let Moster go to Miami. I know you have Eli Mitchell, but it seems like every other year you dispose of your running backs. Yeah. You wouldn't want to keep a guy like, dude, dude I've been watching those Niners Packers, Niners Rams, Niners Cowboy, uh, uh, Niners Bengals highlights from the yeah. regular season. Like, dude, Debo is the X factor. He's the reason that team made the NFC Championship. Him. Yeah. No, I, I said I, that he was the best, non, their most valuable non-quarterback in the NFL, and I wholeheartedly believe that. That team was a three-win team without Debo. I'd still go Cup, personally, just because the Woods injury and then yeah, okay. Odell here you and there. That, you yeah. know, Odell would have some good catches, but he did yeah. get hurt in the bowl. What are they going to do without Cup on that final drive? I still go Cup, but Debo's right there. Yeah. Debo's number two. Yeah. Debo's for sure number two. Uh, there's been so many trades and so many things. I've been thinking about a lot of football this offseason. It's crazy. I was watching those Chiefs-Bills highlights. It's so crazy to think Tyreek Hill's just not there anymore. That, was, right. that was crazy to think. Yeah. Just like, wow, he's two months not later, in Kansas just, City. Yeah. And we'll talk about that fourth quarter when he just absolutely took off and somehow the two best safeties and one of the best middle backers in football could not track him down. But yeah. um, let's get back to beat, uh, Bill's Chiefs, man. Yep. That, that, was, that was a good little fantasy talk. That was a good little fantasy talk. But I'm telling you, man, Josh Allen, Debo, I mean, the thing is I'm cool with telling you and on this podcast because those guys aren't secrets. Mm-hmm. Those aren't secrets. Oh, do I got my secrets. Oh, God. <laughs> what, rookie receivers? No, 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 no. Receivers are always going to be deep. That's mm. why if I don't get Jefferson in round That's, two. I'm cool with not getting Jefferson. Right. Like, Justin Jefferson is fucking amazing, but I can for sure pick up Amari Cooper in the fifth round probably. Or and, someone like T. Higgins in the fifth round, who right. was insane last year. Right. You know, 100%. Receivers always super deep. Running backs are the ones you got to look out for. Quarterbacks might be a little thin. I, I, it's just you. You have to get one of those top guys before people like like Byron start doubling up because he took, he took mm. Lamar and Josh Allen. Because mm. people are gonna do that. They're gonna double up George Mahomes and Brady. That was nuts. I mean, how the how do we how do we manage to let him get those two? I, I how how does he manage to not trade one of them? Smart. I offered that boy the fucking kitchen sink for Tom Brady. Exactly, and Javante. I was like, you can only play one of them. He don't care. No, I know, but I'm like, it's insurance. He, he bought insurance. He did. Hey, if I buy insurance, I ain't giving away my insurance. No, but at some point, you got to be like, I can only have one insurance coverage, though. I still, Al, I just cannot get over the fact, like, like Chase, Jefferson, <laughs> CD, Najee, Eckler, Stafford. Get the worst week of fantasy football ever. And then my opponent has Kelsey, who scores 35 on a Thursday. Eckler scored maybe 18, 19. He had a ton in that game, but I just, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's one of those things. I'm just that, like, holy Julio fuck. goose egg. And Ryan suck up. Yeah. And uh, Brady had three points. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> holy fuck, man. I don't even know how the fuck that managed to, to come to pass. But uh, nonetheless, man, we're, we're hearing this year. So let's really dive into Bill's Chiefs. We had the narrative talk. Let's go to the game now. So Bill's get the opening. Uh, they get the ball in the opening drive. Mm-hmm. Right call. I don't like the Chiefs getting the ball in the first quarter opening no. drive at oh, home no. in the playoffs. No. Because if you come down and you have a three and out or you can't convert and you're at the 50-yard line, the Chiefs get the ball back. It, at, at, best case scenario, it's 10 nothing. Yeah. And you're in Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. I love that the Bills decided to go and get the ball first. We'll talk about the coin toss that 
changed everything later on, of course, mm-hmm. and over time. But I like that they won that and got the ball to receive. Um, how would you feel about it? Do you think that Bill should have did that or should they have waited until the second half? Because second half, Chiefs come out, touchdown. Yeah, I mean, I think in a, against a team like the Chiefs, you points are going to be – you're going to need all the points you can get, uh, especially in Arrowhead in the playoffs against Patrick Mahomes. You need all the points you can get. Um, and then, I, I mean, I think it was 100% the right call. That's what I would have done. And then also that that first drive, I mean, going for it twice on fourth down really shows you, you know, set the tone. You need the points. You don't want Patrick Mahomes to have the ball. Um, and yeah, like you said, set the tone. That's you got to do that in the playoffs. You got to be aggressive, and you got to you got to trust your guys. We talk a lot of shit about Devin Singletary, Zach Moss. Devin Singletary showed up on that first drive. He had he actually had, he had a, a pretty really good, good first drive for about the last four or five games. He was actually pretty good. Yeah, wasn't he one of your sleeper fantasy guys? Yeah. See, I we'll see. Like maybe like ninth round. I ain't taking no. Devin that's Singletary. what I'm saying. Okay, he's yeah, a yeah, yeah. he's a deep sleeper. I was just, <laughs> deep sleeper. CPAP mask sleeper. Yeah, he's got yeah. <laughs> Fucking got headphones on. He is not waking up. I'm saying because I had taken him before round seven at no, least. No, definitely like, not. Definitely uh, not. He he's dropping down there for sure. But yeah, he had a great opening drive. He's the one that scored the touchdown and. I loved it, man. I think it set the tone. I think they hit him right in the mouth. But then here comes Superman himself, Pat mm-hmm. Mahomes. And we got to stop the Pat Mahomes disrespect. We do. Because I, I realize on this podcast, I've listened back to some of them, especially you, Al. The disrespect for Mahomes is pretty – look, man, he's still he's still right there. Yeah, he's right there. I just – I think the baby goat stuff is what's like, we're not, we're not <laughs> you, doing that. You hate that. Well, I'm like, we dude, we, how, how can we say he's Tom Brady when he's been in the league for – what is it now, five years? The baby goat doesn't mean you're Tom Brady. It means you might be able to become Tom Brady. He's not becoming Tom Brady. He's Tom, Tom Brady's, his, what is it, his fucking trophy case is never getting touched. Right. No one's ever getting, what does he have, seven Super Bowls? Seven. No one's ever getting that many. It's literally him, Jordan, Tiger Woods. Yeah. Like Michael Phelps. Phelps. Yeah. Like those are the four. Those are probably the four ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe if you want to throw Muhammad Ali. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, Mike Tyson. But that's probably about it for American athletes that, like, just transcended everybody. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you there. He's closer to Peyton Manning than he ever will be Tom Brady. Oh, absolutely. He might I think get that's, a more fair, that's a more fair comparison. Absolutely. Because he gunslings the boy in the playoffs sometimes – it's like, where did Superman go, man? It's like, that cape flew off in the middle of Manhattan. I don't know where the fuck it went. Yeah. That, um, and that don't happen with Tom Brady. That does not happen with Tom Brady. Tom Brady said, let me put my cape on. Except when he, uh, I'll never understand why in that Patriots-Eagles game, they try to throw him the ball. Like, they did their yeah, own Philly special. What the why? fuck? No. And, I mean, look, Julian Edelman threw a nice pass. Yeah. But Brady out there yeah, you're not, getting cracked in a Super Bowl? I don't understand that shit. Um, let's get back to this, man. Chiefs come back. They score a touchdown. A very underrated factor in this game, and I remember I was driving home. I missed the first quarter because I did the podcast with Alan Rick right after, or uh, sorry, Rick and George, um, right after the Rams Buccaneer mm-hmm. game. So I missed the whole first quarter. Mm-hmm. Obviously, didn't know this would become probably the greatest playoff game in NFL history or in top three, undisputably, um, on the way there. But I got home early second quarter, seven seven, and I was like, okay, this is this is about what I expected. And the game, I'm not going to say it seemed boring till the fourth quarter, but it was just a normal game. It didn't mm-hmm. really have that feel to it. But looking back at the highlights, it, it's pretty crazy. So Buffalo gets the ball again. They drive, touchdown. And then Kansas City, Harrison Bucker mm. almost blew this fucking game for his team. Yeah. Like, kickers really matter e-money. Mm-hmm. Justin Tucker. Yeah. 
Uh, Matt Gay, we gotta give him some credit yeah. for the, for the Rams. I mean, you gotta if if he's bad, you know what I mean. I mean, mm-hmm. he hit the game, the walk off field goal against the Buccaneers. Like kickers really matter, man, because Harrison Bucker dinged one at the end of the first half that could have been three points. Yep, missed the extra point on the touchdown to come into the second half, and then he did hit it right down the middle at the end of the game. I'll give him that. But there was another one that like just barely got in there, and it's mm-hmm. like Jesus Christ, Harrison Bucker, which it, he's it was usually one of the better kickers in the league, right? And he's at home. It's yeah. the divisional. It's not the Super Bowl. He was on that Super Bowl winning team, mm-hmm. so he's felt pressure and dealt with it before. That was one of the more surprising things about this Chief team, and we could see with the inconsistencies throughout the year that maybe that was becoming a thing, a, a chink in the armor, if you mm-hmm. will. I think that this thing did run its course. We bring up Tyreek Hill, and it is crazy that he's a Dolphin, and it's going to be <laughs> – the memes are just absolutely insane. Did you ever catch that one video where uh, he's like, it's been a year, Daddy? Yeah. <laughs> and then his mom's just yeah. – <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he's going to miss Mahomes so bad. Oh, yeah. So he's going to – he'll give him a call in the middle of November on a cold, rainy night in Miami <laughs> if it ever gets cold and rainy there. And he's going to be like, look, man, I really fucked up. And just thank you for consistently giving me the ball yeah. and making me a top-two receiver in football. Which I thought that was kind of an asinine take as well. I was like, him and Devontae? Because Cup had that year – over the last four or five years that the Chiefs have had this run, Tyreek Hill is probably the second-best receiver in football. Yeah. And I know I call him one-dimensional. I know I say he's only a runner and he's cheating and all this, but I, I don't – besides Devontae, I don't know if I want anyone else. Mm-hmm. There's no one that changes the game quicker and faster for me than Tyreek Hill. Look yeah. at that Eagle game when he had those three, like, 50-yard bombs from Mahomes for touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, against the Buccaneers a couple years ago, had, like, what, 230 in the first fucking half? Like, receivers mm-hmm. don't do shit like that. No. Now, I think guys like Jefferson are on his tail. I think Jamar Chase is on his tail. I think guys like Stephon Diggs, uh, you know, basically the Jalen Ramsey list that keeps going around that yeah. everyone's giving Jalen Ramsey shit for. Uh, but those are the guys. Those are yeah. like the six or seven. I know he left Jefferson off the list. I'm not sure why that is. Do, do they have any beef? You wouldn't, You might know this more than I do. Jalen Ramsey, Justin Jefferson? I mean, I know Jefferson cooked him a couple of times, so that might be what it is. Because I don't think Jamar Chase was on Ramsey's list either. Now, Jamar was a rookie. Yeah. So, it's like, you're a rookie. You haven't, Stephon's been in the league. Uh, he didn't put D-Hop either, but he said D-Hop has been hurt. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's fair. But yeah. look, Ramsey locks up D Hop. You ain't on my list either if I lock you up. Yeah. If we play one on one and you consistently only get four buckets on me and I beat you fifteen to four, dog, you're not on my list. No. <laughs> I don't think you're good. You're good if you keep it close with me. Um but I think the the Jalen Ramsey list, you know, Hill, Adams, it's that's a fair one. Mm-hmm. That's a fair one. So those guys are all up there. So we have two of the best receivers in football as well in this game. We have the best tight end in football. Mm-hmm. But Dawson Knox, not really there with it in this game. I don't know yeah. if they just didn't target him a lot, but he's in none of the highlights. Mm-hmm. Neither is Diggs till that two point conversion. But this is the Gabe Davis game. Mm. Yeah, as I say, the coming out party, which sounds funny, but that's just what I call it. This is the Gabe Davis coming out party. If you didn't know, now you know. It's one of those things. Yep. Four touchdowns. He had the long ass bomb. It was what twenty three fourteen after the Bucker missed point. Missed extra point. And I know we're kind of rushing through the first three quarters, but the fourth quarter is where this really yeah, this where is it really where it, off. it really kicks off. Yeah. It's 23-14. Josh Allen throws what? One play 75 yards? Yeah. Touchdown? Yeah. To Gabe Davis. He he beats everybody. And that defense, that's what we were afraid of the whole year. The same way we talked about the Packers special teams and we talked about just other topics. One that kept coming up throughout the year was the Chiefs defense being a little stale. Yeah. And it was proven on that play. Look. Tyron Matthew, he's still a free agent, right? Mm-hmm. 
They got Justin Reed from the Texans, who is one of the better safeties in football. I don't blame them. If you're yeah. a, a star like Matthew, you cannot let Gabe Davis in a playoff game one place. And I know there's breakdown in coverages, guys just slip and fall. Guy, No one slipped and fell. Gabe Davis just ran yeah. past everybody. And Josh Allen, who I agree, best arm in the league. It's not even close. This motherfucker. And we'll talk about that in the fourth quarter. Even Romo brought it up. Like, the, the way he was just slinging it in yeah. some of these pockets and, and – and, Fucking cream my jeans. Um, Gabe Davis, man, four touchdowns. This is the Gabe Davis game. Yeah. He had, uh, let me look up his stats. What, 200 yards, 220 yards? Does this change anything for you as I look up his stats for fantasy for Gabe Davis? Do, do, do you want him more? Is it just a one-off? I'm not saying he has to get four touchdowns a game, but he's opposite of Diggs. Yeah. People double-team Diggs because mm-hmm. he's one of those guys. And if I'm Josh Allen, I got to look somewhere else besides Dawson Knox sometimes. Yeah. How do you feel about Gabe Davis draft stock? So, I mean, Gabe Davis, I feel like, you know, because he was, uh, this was his second year, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, he, you know, he's in that draft class with CD, Judy, those guys. I, I thought he was one of the better receivers in, the dra- in that draft. I was just, I was waiting because I kind of felt like, you know, Buffalo's a really good spot for him. And I felt like, I mean, I feel like me and you have talked about him a couple times. Like, dude, this, yeah. this, this kid's got talent. Um, he's big. I mean, he's fast. Uh, we were just waiting for that game, waiting for it to click. And I think that that game, it finally clicked. I don't know how high I want to draft him because I think because of that game, his draft stock is going to be a little too rich Overrated. for me. Um, especially when we got a hardcore bills fan in the league who will probably take him pretty, probably like fourth or fifth round, which I'm not, I'm not mm. doing that early. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm, you know, seven or eight and he's sitting there, that pretty little face looking at me. He's pretty. I might just have to take him. I don't know if he's pretty or not. But no, he's definitely not. Uh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Eight catches, two hundred and one yards, four touchdowns, and as long was that seventy-five yard play we just talked about. And yeah, we were kind of waiting on it. So let's look at these season stats because I got ESPN pulled up right here. So regular season, he had thirty-five catches, five hundred and forty-nine yards, six tuds. How did Josh Allen have that great of a year? Cole Beasley. And Dawson Knox. And Isaiah, Isaiah McKenzie had a pretty good year. He also does. Isaiah McKenzie. He throws to the running backs out of the backfield a lot, too. Yeah, he does. So a lot of those receiving yards come from the, from Singletary and Moss and whoever else is back there. But we look around and Diggs, we say he had kind of a down year for, for his standards. Gabe Davis, only six tuds, 35 catches in 17 games. That's two catches a fucking game. Uh, maybe he was hurt for a couple of them. But, you know, uh, Dawson Knox had a good year. He, he was a good fantasy guy. But. I look around, and I'm like, so who was? Because we look in Green Bay, it was Adams. We look in Kansas City, it's Hill and Kelsey. We look in uh, Minnesota, it's Jefferson, for why Kirk had, you know, good stats. I look at Josh Allen, and I'm like, where did these stats even come from? And that's another testament to his greatness. Mm -hmm. Because, like we just said, Mahomes had two of the best guys over the last five years, weapon-wise, in the league. Mm -hmm. He had probably the best tight end over the last five years. It's actually not even a problem. It's for sure Travis Kelsey. He's been the best tight end for about five years now. And... Hill's been up there, and then you have guys like Byron Pringle. You have McCall Hardman, who, by the way, McCall Hardman had a hell of a good game. Yeah, He's going to be another underrated draft guy. We get mm-hmm. to rounds 12, and we're talking about sleeper sleepers. McCall Hardman's going to be sitting right there. Someone, at, yeah. And I feel like you can have one of these stat lines, 600 yards, 40 catches, 6 tuds. A 13th round value draft pick, that's that's great. Especially that's great. when his quarterback's Patrick Mahomes. Right. Because you never know when guys are going to go down. You never know the game planning that's going to mm-hmm. happen with Tyreek Hill not being there. And for sure, teams like them and the Packers are going to draft receivers. But nonetheless, man, Gabe Davis, game of his life. 
Oh, absolutely. Game of his fucking, I don't know if I'm ever going to see something like that again from him. And he had to play as well as he did because this final, they had 36 points. Yeah. He had 28 of those. The other eight was from the two-point conversion on the, uh, I want to say, second-to-last touchdown mm. with the digs. And then the other touchdown was the Singletary in the first quarter. So besides yep. that, this is the Gabe Davis game. Gabe mm-hmm. Davis, if he is nowhere to be found, Chiefs blow out Buffalo and Arrowhead. Um, do you have anything from the third quarter or anything? Because we go 23-14 to 23-21 on the long bomb. That's about it. That kind of yeah. sets the stage. That sets mm-hmm. the stage. And if, if we don't have anything else on the first three quarters, we could take a break because this whole fourth quarter would probably take about a half hour to break down. Yeah. But anything that you think personally about what happened, was there anything, you know, guys getting hurt, any sort of play in particular? What do you think? Not really in the third quarter. The fourth quarter is where this, this really kicks into gear. Was this one of the greatest playoff games ever until that fourth quarter? No. It was just another. This is another playoff. It's just, game. Yeah, it's just another another. It's playoff a great game. playoff game. Yeah, and then that fourth quarter comes and fucking buckle up. And this does cap off, even with the first three quarters, probably what we figured: Mahomes versus Allen. It'll be a, a dog fight because Allen really thinks he's better, mm-hmm. and a lot of people like you really think he's better right now. And I think that Allen's sitting there thinking, "Dude, you could have Stephon Diggs, but like, if I had Hill and Kelsey." Oh, do you know how fucking elite I'd be right now? Yeah. And he's probably not wrong. Mm-hmm. The more I think about it, man, I it's not a secret. Everyone knows I want Herbert in the fantasy draft. But I'm really tempted with Josh Allen. I'm it, it, it's like it's like the forbidden fruit. I know better. I know what's on the other side of this, but I might just not give a fuck. You know what I mean? I, I might just pull the trigger on it. So Look, that's about all we got. We covered Harrison Bucker and how he kind of mixed into all this. We mentioned the Allen Mahomes narrative. We we mentioned some fantasy stuff, the Gabe Davis game. Let's get to the shits after this break of the fourth quarter that everyone will remember, and then overtime as well. Because overtime's another – I mean, this that's game does not stop at the fourth quarter. Yeah. Overtime's a whole other fucking story. So we'll probably take a break after that as well. But when we come back, we will discuss the greatest fourth quarter in the history of the NFL playoffs. All right, guys, and we are back. So – Fourth quarter, Bills Chiefs. Let's hop into it, man. So we're talking about this during the break. I got pulled up on YouTube. We're going to play some audio for you guys, um, as well as you know some of the game stuff to kind of add to the to the context, if you will, of what we're talking about. So Chiefs are driving. It's twenty three twenty one. We talk about the long seventy five yard Gabe Davis play. Chiefs are going. Tyreek Hill gets a couple first downs for the team. Uh, Edwards Alaire gets a run, and then they get inside the ten. The Chiefs do. Third and one. Third and one. Mm-hmm. Mahomes has had the ball the whole game, as he should. Um, I haven't seen or heard Blake Bell until this point. And I like Blake Bell as a backup tight end. I, I think he's good. I think whenever you want to do some fakes, I think whenever you want to do some option stuff, it's good to have him as a second option compared to Kelsey because Kelsey, we're going to double-team him because he's a beast. Every time. But why, if I'm Andy Reid, why the fuck am I not having who, to a lot of people, the best quarterback in the in the league not have the ball in third and one to basically put away the Bills. I mean, look, there's about 13 minutes left in this game when they score, but this would make the game at least 30 to 21. That's mm-hmm. a two-score game. Yeah. Even if the Bills come down and get a touchdown and two points, they're still down by a point. Mm-hmm. That's not including if the Chiefs get another field goal, which is 33-29, which that was a score at one point um, for the Bills compared to the Chiefs. But nonetheless, man, why do you think they went for – what is that play called? Because we ran that in high school <laughs> all the fucking time. The Blake Bell plays, what I'll call it. 
why would you run something like that on third and one and have Mahomes be a decoy? And it wasn't even a real decoy because no one knew he's everyone knew he's not gonna get the fucking ball. They're gonna make Mahomes a receiver in the fourth quarter of a playoff game. That's stupid. We pay him half a billion dollars, we're not letting him get hit. Yeah. Why would you run a Blake Bell play? The only thing I can logically think is maybe you're just trying to catch him off guard because you're that's probably the last person you're thinking is gonna get the ball. But you're paying Patrick Mahomes, like you said, half a billion dollars. That is why you're paying him half a billion dollars for moments like that. To not put the ball in his hands right there. If they would have lost this game, that would have been where they lost the game. Yeah. That would have 100 and Andy Reid would have been under some some heat for that decision. Absolutely. So let's let's play some audio from it. So and by the way, we'll get into the Jim Nance, Tony Romo calls because throughout the playoffs, I think Nance and Romo was the best team. Mm-hmm. And I think Joe Buck and Aikman did a great job. They're going to be on Monday Night Football on ESPN now, which a lot of people, <laughs> I told Travis about that, and he's like, I'm going to watch Peyton and Eli. <laughs> and I like Joe Buck and Aikman. I-, I can see where people are just like, they've been together 20 years. Uh, people don't like Joe Buck because they mm-hmm. like Jack, like your dad. They're like, it's only there because of daddy. Whatever. I like their analysis. I think him and Trey Aikman, I didn't know this. Uh, shout out to Sam. Uh, my boy Sam Kaminsky, he was saying on one of the podcasts we did that they do tequila shots during the game. That's pretty and cool. And that's why in the second half, Aikman gets real honest about, like, Garoppolo. He's like, you know, Joe, I that's not it. <laughs> if I was three or four tequila shots in, I'd get real honest about that, too. Like, why is Blake Bell? I'd start cursing. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I forgot we're on TV. Sorry. Um, but nonetheless, they're going to be doing ESPN and – I, I don't think they were the best team this year. I thought Nansen Romo all throughout, even that Bengal Chief game, mm-hmm. uh, I think they did, was it Bill's Patriots? Did they do that game? Were they announced so, on that yeah. game? Yeah. So, I mean, they hit the three games they needed to do, and they were three for three. Mm-hmm. Except when Romo said the Bengals should let the Chiefs score. It's like, what is Romo talking about? Like, Romo, he bats a 1,000 except for that. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely phenomenal as an announcer. But great point right there. So then let's play the audio on this. So Bucker lines up for a field goal. Nails the field goal, 26-21. Nance makes a great point. Third yeah. and one, you took the ball out of Mahomes' hands. I don't understand that at all. Romo said, if you couldn't hear it, because I think I talked over it a little, that it was a really creative play, and he liked that. Which is fine if it's the first or second quarter. Hell, if it's the third quarter, mm-hmm. let's go for a field goal. We got the whole fourth quarter, right? Yeah. We just won't run that again. This is the fourth quarter of a home playoff game. It is a two-point game. Bucker hits this, which, by the way, he wasn't automatic. We touched on that already in the first mm-hmm. half of this pod. He was not automatic that night. That's a lot of trust Andy Reid's putting into Blake Bell and his kicker. I don't love that. And I'm no. with you, Al. If that doesn't work out right there, if they don't get at least three points, that's a fourth and one. And I believe it was Poyer who came up and made the play. Which, by the way, we'll get into them because I love me some Micah High and Jordan Poyer and Tremaine Edmonds, but not in this fucking football game. Because, I mean, there there was a lot of just, like, they were gassed in that overtime. I mean, yeah. you can just say it was just momentum and everything happened. But they were totally gassed. Yeah. That was where they would have lost the game. Now, here is where, and this might sound a little asinine now, but I think we're going to have a Josh Allen Bill Super Bowl appearance in the next two or three years. Is that fair to say? Oh, yeah, 100%. This is where the legend of Josh Allen starts to become a thing. Because Mahomes already has a bull. Brady's got seven. Uh, uh, who, who else? Uh, Stafford's got one this year. Like, those guys that have one. They've made their mark. They had plays. They had, you know, the final drive with Cup. Those guys have made their mark. Allen hasn't gotten to that level yet. He's made the AFC title game. He's made the divisional plenty of times, I think twice now. But he really makes his mark right here. And I won't play the audio for the whole thing, 
we'll turn it down and we'll just talk over it. But he throws the little pass right here to Cole Beasley. You mentioned Cole Beasley being a pretty big X factor in this game for them. Third and three, Allen slings it out to Beasley again. Why'd they get rid of him? He was a pretty important piece, I feel like. I don't know. I think it was the Vax bullshit. No, I think it was more of you have Isaiah McKenzie who kind of is becoming the same receiver, it's and he's good. probably a little cheaper because Cole. I mean, Cole Beasley is gonna get, you know he's gonna get paid as long as he's in the league. That's true. Um, and I, I actually I think Isaiah McKenzie could actually do a little bit more than Cole Beasley. Okay. All right. Let's play this. Allen hands it off. Singletary, few yards, nothing crazy. We're at six forty-five in the fourth quarter. Now we got a third and four. I believe this is where, yep, Allen takes off, and I mean bulldozes over mm. the middle linebackers on the Chiefs. We were saying in the break, because we, <laughs> we're we such junk, we're such fucking junky dick ride football fans. We watched the whole fourth quarter in, during the break, me and you just now, just so we could have a little refresh. Mm. And I forget what you said about this play, but you said that right there is what makes Allen the best quarterback in football, or something along those lines. It's, it's what makes him the most unguardable. There we go. Yeah, you, you can't guard that. 6-7. There's no way he's not... 225, oh, at 215. Least, at least. He's a huge person. Yeah. He's a huge human being. He, I said Herbert was probably the best built quarterback in football last year. I, I, I'd i say Josh Allen's probably ahead of him, but him and Herbert, man, 6'6". Yeah. Six, six, I could tell you're pushing two bills. Allen's for sure 210, 220. Like, and Allen, not for nothing, has gotten bigger. You could tell he's put on some yeah. muscle as he's been in the league, and that just happens with age. I mean, he came into the league at, what, 21, 22? He's about 26 now, 25. So that's what happens, but also revisionist history. Mitch Trubisky, second over... <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> second overall, 2017. Baker, first overall, 2018. Josh Allen, seventh overall, 2018. Now, I forgot about this. I was listening to a podcast, a Bill Simmons pod, um, I forgot Josh Allen the day of the draft had those old tweets come up. Mm-hmm. I forgot. FaceTime video. As George FaceTimes us live on the pod. Here we go. George, you're on the podcast. Don't say anything to incriminate you, me, or Al, please. Hey, podcast. How you doing, man? I'm doing amazing today. It couldn't have been a better Saturday unless I was with you. Uh, we appreciate that, man. Hey, real quick, we're talking about this. Josh Allen, is he the best quarterback in the NFL? Because Al thinks that he is going into this season. Who, give me your top three, and then I'll tell you which one's the best one. Brady, Allen, Mahomes. And then if it's not Mahomes, I'll put Herbert. Uh, <clears throat> Allen, Brady, Herbert, Mahomes. Herbert's number three to you? Al, what's your list? I would go. I would go. Allen. I would go. Allen, Herbert, Mahomes this year. Not Brady. No, I just not this year. Okay. Brady should be washed now, but I'm just going off previous. You know, like he's a go. Uh, you know, just yeah. Like, of course, I'm gonna take the youngest talent over over Brady, but that's what I think is the ranking if we're just. Last season and just out of respect to all the famers and shit. So, George, Byron takes Josh Allen in our fantasy draft because we also discussed Josh Allen's fantasy impact that this game had. And also, like, Tyreek Hill and stuff like that. I know he's on the Dolphins. But we talked about the fantasy impact that this game had on some of these guys. Would you take Josh Allen in the first or maybe even second round? Because Byron took him 13th overall, top of the second round. He won the title against you. I don't mean to rub it in. But would you take a guy like Josh Allen in the first round? Because I was telling Al – 
I'm pretty tempted to, and I know my Lamar Jackson mistake. I know that you got to build your team around your running backs in fantasy, not your quarterback. This is not real life. If it was real life, obviously it's Josh Allen all day. But are you taking guys like Javante, Eckler, Najee, Jonathan Taylor, or would you rather go the Josh Allen, Herbert route, first or second round? What are you thinking? I would not take him first round. I'd easily take him second round. And I actually traded for Josh on for Debo Samuel straight across, which was a good bet, but it wasn't a good bet for because Debo was such a good receiver and I had low depth at receiver. But to be like points for points, it was a it was a wash trade. And that's crazy to think that Josh Allen was like around uh I wanna say around six pick or fifth pick in our in our draft, so I don't know if you guys play full PPR over there in the Jerky League, but I know in half PPR, Josh Allen had the most points of any player, any player, running back, quarterback, fucking tight end receiver. He had the most points of any player in fantasy football last year in the Yahoo League we played in. I don't know how Seth actually calculates that, but he had 337 fantasy points. That is fucking asinine to me, especially when he had games like the Jag game, Mm -hmm. when I know he didn't have anything more than seven fucking points. Um, there was another game that it was a total dud, which does happen. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I don't know. Bill's Chiefs, since you aren't here, wish you were here. I forget what song that is. I forget how it goes, but we wish you were here. Where does this rank in your, I don't know how long you've been watching football, probably about the same time as Al, I want to say 12 to 15 year range. Same with me, about 12 years. Is this the best playoff game ever, in your opinion, or one of the best playoff games ever? Uh, the way it ended, it has to be to be on, to completely to be completely honest with with the listeners. I only caught the end of it at Planet Fitness, the overtime, and then it didn't. Uh, Josh Allen did not get another chance with the ball. So, I mean, <clears throat> I personally think just not, I can't even have a recollection, of, especially playoff games that ended like that. So, I mean, it has to be top ten at least. And uh, I mean, it, it just goes to show that uh, Mahomes, Allen. Uh, who do you think is going to make it out of the AFC or go further in the AFC this year? Bills or Chiefs? As soon as I get my money right, I'm putting $1,000 for the Raiders to win the Super Bowl. The Raiders to win the Super Bowl? Okay, why is that? Because I think they have it. I, we know NFL is scripted like most sports, and I just, I'm going to put $1,000 on them. I like, the, I like the spread. They do have Renfro. They got Adams. They got Waller. They got Jacobs. They got Chandler Jones on that defensive line with Max Crosby. I will say, it's in Vegas next year. Might have to save your money for next year. It's in Arizona. It's in Arizona this year. 2024, it's in Vegas. Yes. 2024, that's a safe bet. Hey. Hey, I, I might be with you on that. I did say the Raiders are Super Bowl contenders on the last pot we did. George, we miss you. We're going to get back into this game here. We know you're at work right now, but we want to get your take and, and get you on this podcast a little bit. So um, thank you for giving me a call back. If we have any more questions or concerns, we will give you a call when we're on the air. Otherwise, I will give you your credit, and uh, we'll holler at you later. All right, can I plug myself first? Yeah, of course, of course. Okay, listeners, at only George Torres on most uh, social platforms, uh, please support Is Jerky and Black Rose, uh, Shop Local, um, yes. Uh, thank mm-hmm. you, Dustin Gurney, for this opportunity. This year is going to be one of the mega years. Like, I don't know how we are going to top last year, but this year, I promise you, we're going to double that tempo. George, I think about that a lot. I think about that a lot, and this is something we don't even really talk about in 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 private, I guess. But 
I do think of like, how are we going to top last year? And I know that shouldn't be the thinking, but we're human. We can't help but think about stuff like that. Because my 2021 was my favorite year and the best year of my life for the pod, for me personally, my happiness, everything all around. And I do think about that. And let me tell you what, 2022 has been fucking rough so far. I mean, I, I'm keeping a, 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 a I want to say a straight face, a, 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 a whatever the fucking term. I, I'm keeping, I'm keeping a good face. I'm keep, keeping a good face on it. But I, I, I'm with you, man. This year might, we might turn out this year. Oh, George, one last thing. I want to do an NFL draft preview. Uh, me, Al, Sam, and Anwar in a couple weeks. Let's get it, man. We need you here for that. So I'm going to make it, I'm going to record it, and, and it's going to be magic. I promise you that. All right, man. Hey, thank you for calling us. We appreciate you. If we have any more questions or concerns, we'll give you a call back. Otherwise, we will talk to you later. Okay. At only George Torres on all social media, Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, and TikTok. Hey, you're forgetting the most important one because you didn't give me the video on YouTube as well. That's where this podcast is getting uploaded. Not not today because we don't have video today, which we got to get consistent on that too. But you have the new Canon camera. And, yeah, we're on YouTube again, bro. We're back. We're back and we're better. We're shout out to Chad Novak. Shout out to Chad Novak. All right, man. I'm out of here, man. One. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Chad Novak. Shout out to Chad. All right. Back to the game. So, Josh Allen puts the shoulder down. We got second and ten. I'm basically commentating this shit like I'm Jim Nance. So, Beasley, again, you were right. Beasley came up huge. Josh Allen, third and one, goes all the way outside on Frank Clark and Sorensen, which, by the way, look, Sorensen, one of the more underrated linebackers, maybe not anymore, but during that two-year back-to-back Super Bowl playoff run, Sorensen was a big part of that defense, Mm -hmm. big part of that, especially in that year they made the uh, Super Bowl and, and won it against the Niners. Looking back at that Texan game, looking back at the Titan game, mm-hmm. him as a middle backer? We didn't talk about him and give him enough credit. Soren, I, what's his first fucking name? I don't even know. Exactly. That's crazy. I, I knew you wouldn't know either because I'm like, I don't fucking know. We watch Daniel. football every week. Daniel. Daniel Sorensen? Yeah. That's right. Number 49 on the Chiefs. Josh Allen gets outside of him and Frank Clark. Beats him to the edge for a first down on third and one with four minutes to go. Josh Allen, this reminds me of, and, and Herbert did not do as well as Allen in this game, but the Herbert Raider game where you're realizing this is one of those dudes. Mm-hmm. It happens right in front of our eyes. That's why I love sports because stuff like this, I equate it to, you know, we, we figure out LeBron's becoming one of the greatest when we see the Iguodala block. Yep. We figure out that Mahomes is becoming one of the greatest when they're down by 10 in the bowl and then win by 11. And, of course, we'll give Damian Williams his credit, but, like, you're the leader of the team, you're the captain. Like, it happens in front of our eyes, and this is the best thing about this. We realize Josh Allen is becoming him Mm -hmm. on this drive right here. we got four minutes to go. Allen gets a first down. This is going crazy. Third and six. They run another run play to the outside for Allen. Gets nowhere. So now we're at fourth and four. And then here we go again. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen... The greatest run I've ever seen from Josh Allen. Evades two fucking sacks. Runs outside of Frank Clark. Pump fake. Gets out of bounds. We got to give him more credit for being a runner. I don't think he has enough credit for being a running quarterback. And look, (laughs) I know you and I. This is the... Fuck Lamar Jackson podcast. I figured yeah, that out. Fuck Lamar Jackson. For about three years now, this has been the Fuck Lamar Jackson podcast. And it, it, that's not my energy towards Lamar because he's electric mm-hmm. in space. He's like Tyreek Hill. 
in space. He's electric. You can't stop him. He's insane. He's one of the best players, one of our favorite players to watch. When he has to sit in that pocket, when he's got to face the music, if you will, I don't know, man. Josh Allen is facing the music. Mm -hmm. He's running away from the fucking music, and then he's beating everyone to the punch. Mm -hmm. This has got to be probably the best drive of Josh Allen's career as well. Easily. Easily, right? Yeah. So we counted, what, two fourth downs already he's converted? Mm -hmm. And we're not done yet. Let's keep going. Dumps it off to Singletary. Like Jim Nance says, should not have been caught. That was a third and seven. Now we're at fourth and 13. And now for one of the greatest strikes you will ever see in your life. I'm going to let this play. Gabe Davis, third touchdown of the night. Josh Allen with, like Romo said, the strike to end all strikes. One of the greatest throws. And look, it wasn't because it was a tough throw that is one of the greatest throws. It's the moment. It's Mm -hmm. 4th and 13 in Arrowhead. I can only imagine the noise in that stadium. You're down by 5. You need a touchdown. Because at this point, there is, what, a buck 53 in this game? We just come off the two-minute warning. Again, fourth down. If you don't get at least 13, you are toast. The Chiefs get the ball back. You have your three timeouts, but the Chiefs go to the AFC title game. And Josh Allen said, no, not on my watch. This team did nothing but obsess, which is fine. Because I obsess over the people that beat me, too. I do. I do. They obsessed over the Kansas City Chiefs from that AFC title game till this divisional game. Mm -hmm. They beat them in the regular season 38-20 in week five. I think Mahomes or someone was hurt. I know he still played, but they beat him 38-20 in Arrowhead. Pretty handedly. I remember watching that game with you. But I did not think the Bills were going to come in and do that again to this team. Now, did I think they were going to win? I actually think I picked the Chiefs, so I didn't think they were going to win. But I knew it would be a close game. Al, where do you rank this throw in Josh Allen's, I guess we'll go discography, mm-hmm. of throws in, 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 his, in, his, in his artillery, if you will? Because, like you said, he's got the best cannon in the league, bar none. It, him, I got my homes right there. Herbert can fucking sling it, but not like this dude. Yeah. Fourth and 13, he's just looking around. He's taller than everybody else, so he sees everything that's going on, which is another underrated factor of being 6'7". But, man, this was a strike to Gabe Davis. This this was probably his best throw of his career, obviously, given the moment, what you needed to, to keep the game going. I think that's right up there in terms of his best throws. I mean, he made two of the best throws of his career in this game. That... That throw to uh, the 75-yard throw to Davis, another great throw. Right. Um, the one that's a little later in the game. To Unbe- Gabe Davis. <laughs> Unbelievable <laughs> Yo, Gabe throw. Da- but, um, Gabe Davis went crazy. Th- this one right here, 4th and 13, like I said, in Arrowhead, in the playoffs, trying to beat Patrick Mahomes. Um, that That's his most impressive throw yet. We're going to let this play. Get some natural audio on this thing from YouTube. There you go. Money from Romo. Now the two-point conversion. We didn't even talk about this. So... Allen dancing around, dancing. He's got five or six seconds. He's holding the ball here. Finds his guy, Stephon Diggs, in the back of the end zone. A great catch by Stephon Diggs, by the way, getting the feet down. And all game long, he couldn't find him. The Chiefs did a great job of game planning. It felt like that was the whole year narrative for Stephon Diggs. Yeah. It's like he's getting doubled and we can't find him. Great receiver. Here's Mahomes, Tyreek Hill. Gives the peace sign. He's gone. Where was Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer? I think that 
in that situation, you're trying to keep guys in bounds, trying not to let them get out of bounds. So I think they came downhill a little too hard because someone like Tyreek Hill, you take a bad angle, he's going to burn you, which is exactly what he did right there. Um, and it's just his his speed is is that game changing. It's unbelievable. I'm going to pull this back a little bit. So we got the third down conversion to Kelsey. That was cool, but you're mm-hmm. still not even on your on the Bills' side of the field. And now Mahomes drops back. Yes, yeah, see, they, they come down. They're terrible angles. So Hyde's right there? Hyde was on the other side of the field. Is that Poyer? 21? Poyer's right there. Tw- Poyer took a terrible angle. Yeah, that was bad. And then he's got one man to beat at this point with a blocker. And Hill's gone at this point. Once he hits basically the 30-yard line, he's gone, which is, again, He's just one of those guys in the league. We're going to watch it one more time. Just giving you guys some analysis on this because this is another you, turning point. You see Poyer, he comes, yeah, terrible angle. you got to attack that side of him. Yeah. He attacks the wrong side. He goes basically, since you guys can't see it, he goes to the inside shoulder, Inside shoulder, which would be Tyree Kill's left shoulder. He should have yeah. gone to the right. You, you learn that in middle school football. Yeah. Um, just bad form, and that's why you got to be brilliant at the basics and everything in life. And, look, Tyreek – it's 108 left in the fourth quarter. I just want to see how long this takes him to get the end zone because he hit a 23-mile-per-hour run on this. It's pretty crazy. Looking at this, you're like, how does he score right here? It's I, crazy I when he's at the 50 and homeboy can't get him. Yeah. Where's Tremaine Edmonds? Is he in the game at this point? Like, I don't know. where He's one of the best middle backers. And, look, he's at the 43-yard line, 108. Let's see how long this takes. It can't be more than four seconds. Okay, five seconds. Six, maybe. That's crazy. To go 43 yards. And that's also going probably about 10 yards vertically. Right. Or uh, horizontally, I mean, to kind of get that. Yeah, because he gets the ball in the middle of the field at the 50 on his own 45. Scores on the sideline. And then he has to cut it. And, and, man, Tyree killed. That was absolutely insane. That's what gets you $30 million a year is shit like that. Yep. Shit like that will get you $30 million a year. So let's get back to the score and where we're at in this game. We have a minute and two seconds left. Bucker hits the extra point, 33-29. Stadium is rocking. Oh, yeah. But Josh Allen is a bad man. Now, I don't – I didn't think the Bills were going to score a touchdown. I didn't. But one of the more underrated plays we never talk about, and this is why I wanted to do this series because I like talking about stuff that I don't really hear about and I want to give fans and listeners some stuff that is just a little different. Let's turn on the audio a little bit so we can fast forward through this. So Josh Allen basically says, you know, they scored in three plays. They scored too fast. That's what you can kind of infer. Stadium's going crazy. They give you a stadium shot. Um, and then here we go with the Bills drive. Oh, I went forward a little too much. So fucking, what, first play? Oh, second down. Second down at their own 25 for the Bills. Allen drops back, zips a fucking laser to Gabe Davis, gets all the way to the Chiefs' 40, 46-yard line, 47-yard line? Mm-hmm. That's insane. That's the underrated play right there. A minute, two seconds. It's second down, first down. It must have been an incompletion. And you basically gain what? From you got 35 yards on that play? 37 yards on that play? And he was wide open, Gabe Davis was. Yeah. Wide open. That's insane. I really hope the audio is good enough, by the way, for the pod. This is is where I don't get defense's game plans at the end of the game. You're trying to keep them inbounds. But with a minute and 13 left... Why are you trying to keep them in bounds? Make a play. Yeah, you're a Give, defense you, guy. Why so. are you giving them the middle of the field when there's that much time left? He, he's running right down the middle of the field, and there's nobody. By the way, why did Gabe Davis run right into fucking two Chiefs? You can't run around and get a few. I mean, I know you're going I, horizontal at that point. I, I feel like at that point he's kind of like, shit, I should probably get down. I don't want to waste the time, but 
Another Gabe Davis catch. This is the yeah. Gabe Davis game. Yeah, 100%. Another Gabe Davis game. I can't believe he only had eight catches. It they must have every catch yeah. that he had in this game then. Yeah. 25 yards per catch is a crazy-ass average. So on first and 10, another first down. You got to go quick. Here we go, second down. Probably an incompletion on first down. Allen throws, I mean, damn near an interception. Mm-hmm. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders... Gets it, they kind of wrestle for it in the offense with the rule, gets the ball in that kind of situation when it's a jump. But, man, he was he was close. He was yeah, close to throwing that pick. Throw. Dangerous throw. And the ball got in there pretty quickly, and it had to because there's only so much time left. They wasted a lot of time. They only took one timeout, it looked like, so they had two of them left. Um, but this will basically set the stage right here. So Emmanuel Sanders gets it. There's a flag, I think, for P.I. Mm-hmm. They, they take the yardage because um, that's more than 10 yards. And here we go. Another all-time throw. I'm going to let this rock. Jesus fucking Christ. Listen to that crowd. Yo, you got to love sports, man. Mm. People that don't like sports, dog. Weirdos. Lame. Yeah. Lame. Yeah. How can how can you watch? My mom, who doesn't give a single fuck about these guys, is watching this game with me. After dinner, she had nothing else to do on a Sunday night in January. We're sitting here chilling. I mean, just look at look at <laughs> look at this ball, Al. Yeah. This ball just releases his hands, and it's already the strike to end all strikes again. I I would call this a laser because this just flies past everybody. This gives me Aaron Rodgers 2011-12 vibes, mm-hmm. where it's like there's no ga- there's a game plan for it, but you aren't going to stop it. Yeah, you- it's going to happen regardless. Seventeen seconds to go. I'm in Arrowhead, which I think at this point is the hardest stadium in football to play in. Yeah. I'm Josh Allen. I've been thinking about this, first of all, my whole life, mm-hmm. throwing a, a game-winning mm-hmm. touchdown pass in the playoff. But I've been thinking about this team and beating that guy for at least a year. At least. He, they, this whole team has been obsessed. Stephon Dick stood on the field. We've all seen that TikTok video when they were celebrating their AFC championship win um, before they went to the Super Bowl against the Bucks. And, I mean, man. The amount of times I've rewinded this throw. It's first down. Yeah. They don't even have to go for the kill shot, but Still I like what they timeouts. did. Yep. Yeah, you, Three downs, yeah. two timeouts. They don't have to go for the kill shot, but boy, they did. We're going to let this go again. I hope the audio is good enough for you guys. Allen takes a snap, drops back, two steps up, and that's it. First of all, homeboy on the Chiefs just runs on the field. Yeah. <laughs> you see that? He's like, yeah, that was miscommunication, but we'll talk about it on the sideline. But Gabe Davis, man, Gabe Davis. And then we're going to watch the replay because Romo gives his, as a color analyst, he gives his breakdown of the touchdown. Um, and we want to hear from a quarterback. One more time, and then we'll see the analysis on the play. This is nuts. Four seconds. Arrowhead is shocked. The Chiefs sideline, there's no way they're not panicked. Andy Reid's like, Jesus. Chiefs can't figure it out, Al. No. You're a defensive coach. Mm-hmm. They're not figuring it out. And Romo's talking about how, you know, they're communicating. They're trying to figure this shit out. Davis is right here. Mm-hmm. Homeboy's looking right here. I think that's Diggs. And then here comes number 30. He's like, oh, shit, I'm on Gabe Davis. Uh, is that Honey Badger? I think Honey Badger's pointing to, like, no, you got him. You got him. Miscommunication. If I'm Al, if I'm Andy Reid right here, I'm calling a timeout. I see my guys three. pointing around like that. I am calling a timeout 100%. You have three. I am 100% calling a timeout. You right have now. to know the Bills are in. I, I, Allen has his hands up. He's clapping for it. You got to know. Hostile environment. Your environment if you're the Chiefs. And, man, 
I, I see I see my guys that close, still like into the play clock, knowing the snap's coming soon, and we're still pointing around, not know, really knowing what to do. I'm 100% calling a timeout. Let's say Romo discuss it. This is where the communication, and all of a sudden they're late. Bam. Look right here. And I'm not a film guy. I, I, I've told Al, I tell everyone, I, we watch 10 hours of film together. As soon as I walk out of the room, I forget all of it. But this is absolutely nuts. Gabe Davis doesn't Same even. Right there, whoever that is. Right there, he should have been 36. He should have been crashing look, down. You see his eyes. He's looking at the quarterback. Like, you got to look at right here, my guy. The ball's already right there. Yeah, you got The ball's right there. Yeah, you got to. That's, that's his play. I don't know who that is. But. Man, we really need George's camera right about now because these people do not know what we're t- talking about. But just watch the highlights on YouTube if if you want to know. And Romo even circles it. you got four Chiefs in the area, only three receivers on that side. Mm-hmm. Singletary's not getting the ball right here. No. Um, maybe that's Diggs over there. But you have one receiver on this side of the field. Singletary's not even a threat. He's just going to pick up the guy who blitzes or whatever it is. Well, and if you look up here, I'm pretty, is this Knox right here up at the top? That might be Knox, actually. Knox yeah. is not getting the ball at the top of the screen. Right. They're, not, they're not throwing him the ball up top. Gabe Davis has been his kind of game. Yeah. They've been letting him go all fucking game long. Yeah, right there. Timeout. They have no idea what the fuck. Is, they're timeout, all asking right each other. There. You got him? No, I got him. You yeah. got, bro. That's some basketball shit. That's not, dude. Take the snap immediately. Davis just runs right past homeboy, right past him. Again, right, wrong, right, wrong angle. Right when you see this guy's hips open up that way, that's he knows he's going right there. It's so split second. This is why you got to love football because it's yeah. all happening so fast, and yeah. you've got to think fast. But Allen has all the time in the world. I think only four dudes rushing. There's mm-hmm. five blockers, maybe even six because Singletary's picking up a guy. Yeah. Like, he's not a threat. So Allen knows he has all the time in the world, and he's been hot all game long. Jesus. Fucking strike. So, as much as we sit there and salivate and obsess over that, yeah. there's still a guy named Pat Mahomes that gets the ball back. They still have three timeouts. They still have 13 seconds to go. We were talking about this. I don't know if I said it on the pod. I was telling you beforehand. Fan duel. Mm-hmm. At that moment, when it's 36-33 Buffalo, 13 seconds to go, and, and the couple minutes that they get set up in the kickoff, Fan duel had it at 16-1 odds. The Chiefs would tie it up and or win the football game. If I had bet $100, I would have won $1,600 by the time overtime's over. That is insane. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you what, Alan, and I, I know I come on here and, oh, I was right. And you'd, I, I did have a feeling the Chiefs were going to tie it up. I didn't know who was going to win. I thought it would come out of the coin toss. Whoever won that coin toss was probably going to win the game. And we'll get into the Josh Allen rule and stuff like that um, and how that changes everything. you know? Because I want to do that at the end of these podcasts. I want to talk about what happened afterwards, stuff like that. But Mahomes gets the ball back. The fuck are you thinking, man? What is this defense doing, Al? Because bring this down to me. It's what I talked about earlier. They're playing it too safe. They don't want them to get too many yards, which I get. But there's no reason your linebackers should be, what is that, 15 yards down the field. If I'm not, you got to have somebody right here. you got to have somebody on that that little cluster of receivers. They're on their own 25. At this point, all these guys are going to backpedal when the snap happens because of what the defense that they're playing is doing. You're giving them essentially 15 to 20 yards. That's way too many yards to just give them. Hill and Kelsey. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Mm-hmm. We're going to let this go. Mahomes gives it Tyreek Hill, Cheetah. Why would you ever Why would you ever let Tyreek Hill get 19 yards? And that's the thing. You literally, off the, they got three times. If they had no timeouts, I get it. I would back my defense up too. Right, right. But with three timeouts and two blockers, you're going to give Tyreek Hill the ball with two blockers running in front of him. I mean, they gave him 20 yards right there. The Bills defense has got to realize, dog, they need three points, not four. Yeah. Not five, exactly. not six. Like, exactly. They're playing like they need a tug. Yeah. 
They should have played like they need a field goal. Yeah. I don't understand this at all. Who's the Bills defensive uh, coordinator? It's pretty I good. I think it's Sean right? McDermott. I think he makes the calls. I like McDermott. Let's let this play. Tyreek Hill, 19 yards on that play. First time out for the Chiefs. Seven seconds. And see, right here, this is how they should have been playing that first play. Let's run this back for you, Al. Pause it for you. Okay, so if you're a defensive guy like you are, where, where are you looking at? Well, what am I seeing right here? So I got four guys. So I got three backers. I have one of the best middle linebackers in the league in Tremaine Edmonds. I am putting him on Travis Kelsey and saying, go wherever he goes. I don't care where he goes. I don't care if he fucking runs backwards. You follow him. He's on the opposite side of the field. Trey Edmonds is, Tremaine Edmonds is 12 yards off the ball. That's fucking stupid. I don't get that. You have your corners. That's probably about where I want my corners to play. You're, this is this is weird to me. You have one middle linebacker who's six yards off, which is about which is or that's about eight yards off. I mean, that's at least normal ish. But Tremaine Edmonds, the other middle linebacker, is four yards behind him, which is really weird to me. You even have a, a safety who's closer to the ball than Tremaine Edmonds yeah. is, which is just really weird. This is, I mean, they don't have any timeouts, so they, you know they don't they can't call a timeout right. and kind of figure things out. That's an underrated factor, Bill. But no timeouts. You are also coming out of a timeout because Kansas City had just called a timeout. So this whole defensive sequence to me makes no sense whatsoever. You had time to figure it out and you didn't. Exactly. Even if it's a 30-second. And, and like I said, I am putting Tremaine Edmonds right over Travis Kelsey and saying, go wherever he goes. Who's guarding Travis Kelsey right here? It Can looks you? like it's the other middle linebacker, uh, Milano, which I would rather have Tremaine Edmonds on him if you want my honest opinion. 39? No, he's... 39's looking at fucking at the center. What are you looking at? You looking so at Tyreek Hill? No, he's looking, he's looking at Kelsey, but... What, he's not going to run out. Like, you know what I mean? But the like, way his hips and the way his shoulders are pointed, what are you are you with, waiting for Edwards Alaire to go up the middle? What with, are you waiting on? With eight seconds left, if I'm that, I'm down on the line of scrimmage and I'm dram- jamming Travis Kelsey so he doesn't Just get a free release. Him. You can get five yards on a and jam. And it's going to take three seconds at least right. for him to even get off of a jam. We're going to let this play. By the way, in this timeout, they give the Chiefs one more second, so we're at eight seconds, not seven. Mahomes takes a snap. Kelsey... Dude, where's that guy going? There's nobody else out there. They get to the Bills' 29-yard line. And the, 30. The underrated part of that play, Travis Kelsey gets a free release, doesn't get touched. Right. Why is no one jamming him at the line of the scrimmage? The best tight end in football. Yeah. We know the he's one, the threat. The one time you get him down there in, I don't even, I don't remember if he was in a three-point stance or not, but he doesn't get that down there very often. I would jam him every single time. Yeah. Even without this situation, a normal situation, I would jam him every time. Chiefs timeout. Three seconds to go. A lot of pressure on Harrison Bucker. He's an ugly motherfucker. <laughs> Look at that face, dude. 49-yard attempt. I miss an extra point if I'm him already. Mm-hmm. I miss the, what, uh, basically a 35-yarder, 40-yarder mm-hmm. at the end of the first half. Yeah. And then he barely made another extra point in the third quarter coming out of it. There's a lot of pressure going on right here. Yep. Three seconds to go. Now, I thought he'd make it because I just fate football gods. We, yeah. They gave him 50 yards. If, if Bucker misses this, he's the lowercase goat forever in Kansas City. I don't care what happens. Three seconds to go. They line it up. Romo says he's nervous. No need to be because it's right down the middle for Harrison Bucker. 36 all. Arrowhead's rocking. They don't include this in the highlights, but we go to the coin toss. Mm-hmm. Now, there was a lot of stuff in this game that you could have said, oh, you know, like Nance said earlier uh, when uh, Cheetah took it back 50 yards on the kick return, w- one of the most pivotal points in the game. 
the Allen, uh, one of the four touchdowns, the the strike with 153, one of the pivotal pay, uh, moments, Tyreek Hill touchdown. The most pivotal moment in the game wasn't a, a part of the game. Mm-hmm. It was a coin toss. Yeah. And we'll discuss more of it's. It is the Josh Allen rule because mm-hmm. that's exactly what it. That's what we dub it as, basically, mm-hmm. as football fans. It's the Josh Allen rule. We'll discuss that more after we finish up the actual game highlights. But 36-all, Chiefs get the ball. Obviously, you're going to take it in overtime. First touchdown wins. They're going for throats. Yeah. We've seen that with Mahomes and Allen. They're going for throats. Mahomes, it's Chiefs kingdom. It's all red. Let's let this play. Gives it to McCall Harmon right there. Third and one, rolling out, Travis Kelsey. So I'm already, minute 15, I'm already at my own 47-yard line, Yeah, looks like. Or 43, sorry. Mahomes dump off to Jerk McKinnon, who, by the way, had a pretty good playoffs. Mm -hmm. He gets like fucking 20 yards, Al. Here's the problem with this, and this is why the rule, I'm glad they changed it, because the defense is gassed. Yeah. The defense can't believe they just gave up 50 points. They can't believe that Harrison Bucker tied it up. The Bills fans, uh, you know all of Western New York and all the people in that stadium thought the Bills had won the game on that mm-hmm. Gabe Davis touchdown. Shit, I thought they did. It's one of those things where you can hear life get sucked out of a stadium. Yeah. It, it happens in basketball when guys hit certain shots. It's happened a lot with the guys like Steph Curry. Once mm-hmm. you hear the all-net three just snap, you can hear the groans and the moans. That's air getting sucked out of a building. That's hope being lost. Yeah. Hope was lost on that last Bills touchdown. Yeah. Um. This is so nuts, man. This game is so... Uh, you literally could not write a script better than this. So, Jerick McKinnon gets about 18 to 20 yards right here. Milano and Poyer take him down. He's fired up. Fake the handoff. Tyreek Hill doesn't really go anywhere. He's trying to dance. He's trying to do his thing. Few, about five yards, six yards. Second and six. Mahomes takes a snap. Nothing crazy going on. And nobody. Nobody there from McCole Hardman, by the way. Look, 12th round? Fantasy? Value. A lot of value. Yeah. Just as explosive as Tyreek Hill. Maybe not just as, because that's, that's a little unfair to Tyreek. But comparable. Mm-hmm. I, I can compare him. Yeah. Right there, he got wide open and, and went up field and got an extra 15 to 20 yards in three seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like we always say about the Chiefs with Mahomes, it's a track meet. Yeah, it it's is. a track meet. Except for Kelsey, he's, he's not as fast, but his hands are insane. It is a total track meet. If you're not quick, you're going to lose. And this is the play to end all plays right here. Touchdown wins the game. They have the little ticker up on CBS. First and goal. 10-49 left in overtime. You just know it's coming. Yeah. I don't know who it's going to, but you know a touchdown is on its way. I don't think this is the actual play. I think something happens. It was an incompletion or something. Um, Maybe it was first down. I guess we'll see in a second. But, Bills, I mean, what do you think about this, Al? Like, I got a front four. I got three right here. I got my secondary. Not a bad look, it looks like, on defense. yeah. I mean, you know, at some point, especially as a defense, you – you get your lineup, and you know sometimes the offense just has a better play drawn up, which is it's just part of football. That's one of the reasons we love football. We're gonna let this rock. This is the play. Now again, what I don't like, I don't like Milano on Kelsey. Why is Milano on Kelsey? You want Edmonds on Kelsey? I want Edmonds on Kelsey, and I it's not even close. Why do you not like the Milano matchup? Because I, I think he's a good linebacker, but his size doesn't really compare. Is that what you're talking about? I mean, it's just you want – if I'm a defensive guy, I want my best on your best. My best is Tremaine Edmonds. Your best is Travis Kelsey. I'm putting my best on your best. It's like when you have a good – one of the best cornerbacks in the league and you're, you're saying, you know, 
I want I want Jalen Ramsey following Jamar Chase in the Super Bowl. Right. That's what I want. Right. And that's you know, that's that's my mindset. I I would have put Tremaine Evans on Kelsey the whole game. Ten forty six left. Let's go one more time. Ten forty nine left. Sorry, Mahomes. By the way, we joke about it on TikTok. Elite ball placement. Yeah. I mean, that's Incredible why he's throw. one of the best. I mean, look at that. Look at that. I mean, th- there's no other way you put the ball. There's three Bills looking at it. Tyree Kills right there. Mm-hmm. Looks like Poyer's Garden Hill. But there's no other place to put that football. Yeah. And Kelsey, amazing adjustment. Yeah. And, and basically midair. He jumps and adjusts his whole body. Um, amazing adjustment. And Arrowhead. Arrowhead, you deserve that. I love it. Josh Allen cannot believe it. You can tell he's absolutely stunned. That stadium's going crazy. You see some of the blue fans. They're just standing there like fucking skeletons or sticks. And there we go. Mm-hmm. Mahomes tells the world, I'm still here. That's what this game's all about. This game does boil down to the fact that it is Allen versus Mahomes. It was probably the two best teams in football. I can't believe the Bengals made the Super Bowl, by the way. I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. Um, besides the Rams, these are probably the two best teams in football of last season, duking it out in Arrowhead. It's hard for me to feel like this doesn't go different in Buffalo. Yeah, it's one of those games where home field might have made the difference. Yeah, 42 yeah. points for the home team. Defenses did not show up in this game. No. <laughs> 78 combined points. It's hard to have your defense show up when you have the two best quarterbacks besides um, you know, Brady, probably mm-hmm. in the league going at each other. But, man. Man, what a game. This is the Josh Allen rule, the Josh Allen game. One of the biggest crimes in NFL history, Al, is that Josh Allen did not get a chance to even touch the football in overtime. Mm-hmm. So let's say Chiefs score. I'll give Bucker the extra point. I know he struggled. Let's give him, Let's say it's 43-36. I feel like there's almost no way the Bills don't score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, wh- what do you think, though? Because... Allen looked really defeated. Is there a way you can come out and feel like you can still gunsling in overtime when they have 43 already and you got to score at least a ton? So I think that the reason you see Josh Allen so defeated right there is because obviously that rule is not in place yet. When, now that this rule is in place, in the playoffs, of course. Um, yes, playoffs only. Which I like. I like that. Yeah. We don't, need, season, we don't need that in the regular season. Yeah, playoffs we need it. But in the playoffs, you know, you know that you still have a chance. I mean, obviously, you have to go down and score, but you still have. At the end of the day, you still have a chance. Um, and like you said, one one of the biggest crimes I can remember since I started watching sports that we didn't get to see Josh Allen get the ball again right there. Where does this rank in your pantheon of greatest football games, playoff football games? Because this is a five game series you're doing this year. I hope we do it next year as well. Just something to bridge the gap for the off season for us. But this has got to be. It's right up there. Right up there, right? Yeah, right up there. Uh, top uh, top three, maybe? I have a different number one than this one. I don't think I've given this one enough time yet. Yeah. I still think, and I'll just spoil it, this is one of the games we'll cover, Patriots-Chiefs 2018 AFC Championship. That was a great game. Probably the greatest game I ever saw. But this is the greatest quarterback duel I ever saw. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I just like, I know these guys are the two modern guys, but I like the past generation of Brady still trying to claim his throne and the brand new fresh face Mahomes yeah. in Arrowhead. They got the one seed. They went 13-3. and three. I, I just, I like how that game played out. We'll get to that whenever we get to that. 
we'll, we'll choose that game one of these months. But, man, man, an absolutely astonishing game. Definitely the best game you could think of to cap off the weekend that that was. Yeah. Because you had ben- Bengals-Titans. E-Money hit, what, five field goals, three, four field goals? Yeah. Uh, they had one touchdown in that game the Bengals did. Mm-hmm. Burrow got sacked nine times. They still won the game against the one seed on the road mm-hmm. in Tennessee. Niners Packers, Aaron Rodgers, just the all-time choke job. Mm-hmm. And I do blame him 90%. I know it's a special teams, but, dog, you're the back-to-back MVP. You got the best receiver. You got a, a top six running back. You're at home. You were talking shit after the, the Niner game in 2019. You said, if we get one of these at home, watch what happens. You got two of them at home. You got the Buccaneers at home. You got the Niners again at home. You didn't do shit about it. Um, and, and the Niners somehow walk out of there with the win. Rams-Bucks, 27-3 Rams lead. Come all the way back, the Buccaneers do. Matthew Stafford, the greatest throw of his career, bar none, to Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Gay with a walk-off field goal, and then this game. Best NFL playoff weekend never for sure. I'm going to say this is probably the second best playoff game I ever saw. Third or fourth and best football games I've ever seen are my personal favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, this is definitely the best game of 2021. Yeah. If there's no other game that defines the 2021 NFL season, it's this one. Yep. And this is part of the reason that I think in all my years of watching football, which is only 12, this last season was the best season we've ever had. I think. I think. Absolutely. We're coming off of COVID. Things are back to normal. Um, we got Allen versus Mahomes. We get Niners Packers again. We got Burrow coming out of nowhere. We got the Rams doing Ram things. We got just, I mean, the, the Ravens Raider game in game one. Uh, Raiders Chargers week 18. The mm-hmm. first week 18 ever. Mm-hmm. All sorts of records, all sorts of shit being broken. It's just insane, man. It's insane. This was one of the greatest seasons, and this is one of the greatest games. And NFL playoff history. Revisionist history. Since this game, Tyreek Hill has become a Miami Dolphin. Since this game, there is a new rule in the NFL that we just talked about where in the playoffs, teams get to touch the ball no matter what happens on Mm -hmm. the first possession. Anything else I'm missing? I mean, otherwise, besides that, I mean, these are two same coaches. Um, mm-hmm. Brian Dable went, uh, where'd he go? Uh, New York Giants. Yes. Offensive coordinator or head coach? Head coach. So he's the New York Giants head coach, but everything's still pretty normal in Kansas City, uh, besides Tyreek Hill, which is a big, big thing. Um, but Buffalo, man, Buffalo's coming right back. They got Von Miller, six years, $120 million deal. What is, Tighten up uh, that defense a little bit. What is Josh Allen getting paid per year? Um, a lot. Let me, let me, let me what five years, 200 million. Wasn't that what that deal was? 210 million, which kicks in this year. His rookie deal's over with now, right? So, uh, six year, 258. Holy shit. So, what is that? 43 million per season. I thought it was a little bit lower than that for some reason. Yeah, I didn't think it was no 258. Yeah, that's pretty six wild. years, 258. How many guaranteed? Uh, 100 million, got 150. it. He deserves it. He does. Yeah. But, you know, we're also going to see, kind of like we have with the Chiefs, how long can they keep this together? Because we've already seen the the Chiefs kind of start to fall apart a little bit. They didn't get to keep their top cornerback, who was a free agent. Uh, they lose Tyreek Hill, which I don't think we can estimate how big of a loss that is. They lose Byron Pringle. They lose Demarcus Robinson. So, I mean, things are going to look a lot different down there. But how long until that that's the case for Buffalo? Right, because a lot of these guys are gonna have to get paid. Tremaine Evans is gonna have to get paid. Well, Diggs got paid. Diggs now. got paid. So um, they locked that up. 
I mean, there, there's guys that are going to have to. Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis. We'll see how this year. You know what? He, what is he going to be worth? Dawson right. Knox. You know what are you going to have to pay him if you have if you end up paying him? You didn't lock up JD McKissick. He went back to Washington for some reason. I that think that would have been a great. That was that was really weird. unfinished business, dog. This is the worst organization in football. Yeah, this is the most laughing stock team in football. Yeah, unfinished business, and they gave you the same deal. I don't know what that was about either, Al. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. Chiefs lose Tyreek Hill. We'll see what happens. Chiefs eventually went on to lose in the AFC Championship game to the Bengals, who went on to lose in the Super Bowl to the Rams. The Bills, of course, lost this game, but they got Von Miller, and that is where we are at as of April 2022 with these teams, man. This was fucking awesome. Yeah, really cool. I hope the listeners like this episode. Where are we at? Minute 23. Recording this on Saturday. I'm going to throw this up tomorrow for Easter Sunday. We'll promote it everywhere on Easter Sunday. I think Sunday nights get a lot of good listeners and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um Anything else, Al? Anything we didn't hit on? Anything that we didn't talk about that's a talking point from this game that you want to talk? Only three months ago. Yeah. Which is insane. I mean, as you're watching it, you know it's one of the greatest games. But anything that we didn't talk about that has happened since then. This broke up the Chiefs dynasty, maybe? Yeah. And not dynasty, but Chiefs chemistry. Right. No, I I think it seems like we covered everything. (laughs) It really feels like we did. Yeah. Absolutely. We even got George on the phone and stuff like that, so... This was cool, man. This was awesome. Thank you for yeah. joining me. Oh, yeah, this was fun. Guys, this is just game one. We have one of these coming, like I said, at the top of this thing every month until September because in September the season will kick off, which is on the 8th of September, um, a Thursday night game. And there's a lot of changes in the NFL this year, a lot of announcing changes. Your boy Al Michaels is no longer with NBC. He's on Amazon Prime with Kirk Herbstreit. Him and Kirk mm. Herbstreit will be doing Thursday night football, which will be exclusively streaming on Amazon this year. I don't know if I like that for the NFL. Uh, but this is another fucking streaming service I have to pay for now. Yeah, it's like, dude, come on, man. Yeah. People are like, you don't have Amazon Prime? It's like, no. I got fucking everything else. Yeah, <laughs> I pay for Apple. I pay for everything else. Yeah. I got to pay for this now. Yeah. It's almost like you should just have cable and just stick with it. It really seems like that. All the yeah. streaming services, all this money. But um, nonetheless, man, like I said, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, they're now with ESPN. A lot of changes. But Nance and yeah, Romo are still together. Romo got that Josh Allen deal. He got the Mahomes kind of deal over at CBS, so they're going to be a duo for a while. They did an amazing job, like I said, in this game. And that's it, man. That's all we got for this episode. So tune back in next month. We will have some NFL draft stuff going on in a couple weeks as far as you coming back, Al. Thank you for joining me today. Shout out to you, George, for calling in and giving some of your takes. And if you guys enjoyed this episode, thank you. If you made it this far, thank you very much. I appreciate you very much. I'll be back sometime, I want to say, next week. And I will see you guys later. Have a good day.